It's time for building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. Tabletop game design. The the end of the episode that's when it technically ends hello and welcome to building the game a documentary podcast today is monday june 15th and you're listening to episode 420 once again i'm your host jason here with special guest today game designer eric slauson hey eric hey how are you good good yeah and i promise i won't talk in that weird podcast voice the whole time that's just like the thing we do for the opener <laughs> so i saw the expression on your face like oh we've been talking for 10 minutes and now he's talking like that so this is a very different guy <laughs> <laughs> i go into the podcast voice no that's just for the intro for some reason that's just what we've always done rob used to do it i just started doing it when i started doing the intro i i have no excuse for it that's um, fine you do yeah. you both of you 420 episodes it's ingrained into my mind i can't not do it so well hey welcome um you know eric is uh eric's a designer as i mentioned uh he's got a few games out uh most notably tattoo stories uh monstro <laughs> monstrosity did i you say it right it. um yes. we were just talking about that and then nerd words uh science so yeah so eric's uh been how long have you been designing for um, uh, this will be my fifth year, uh, designing or, um, uh, in the hobby, um, probably four years seriously designing. The first year was really just, um, buying a, a whole bunch of games and trying to figure out right. what this whole, uh, hobby was about because right. before that it was just like Scrabble, you know, right. and Uno. Yes. yes. <laughs> but no, Hey, four, four years of serious design and three games out. That's, that's good. That's real good. I have, I've been very, uh, very blessed. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, oh, yeah. Well, you, so you joined me on incredibly short notice. Uh, we had a, a bit of a scheduling snafu, and uh, and through our mutual friend Banana Chan, you were able to to join me because we actually were saying we haven't actually met in person. Uh, we're we're confident we've been in the same room multiple times. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So, um. Yeah, so uh, so what have you been up to lately? Have you played anything interesting of late? Um, so the the last game that I got and the one that I've been playing a lot is um, Hughes and Cues. Um, it's by oh, the yeah. Op. Yeah, it's that looks great. really good. It's so good, like such a simple kind of concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am I'm colorblind uh, or, or partially colorblind, and um, it's it's amazing the the way that they've kind of engineered it so that like you can still play it if you're colorblind. Oh um, wow! It's it's really really interesting. My um, my fiance, I, I play with her um, a lot, and she's just like blown away that I can play this game because normally I have right. so many difficulties. You know, I'm like, what color is this? What piece is this? What are you know? Are you oh, over here? Gosh, are you over right. here? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you know, to look at this board and it's the sea of colors. You know, um, I it was very anxiety inducing, um, but I I happened to watch a gameplay video of it on. Um, uh, tantrum house did a, mm, yeah, a yeah. live play and i i was like okay i'll just watch and see like how bad this is um and i like jumped straight in and was getting things right and you know um uh could see the kind of the same things that they were seeing so it's a really interesting um experience um especially for colorblind gamers but like uh it's just a blast um it's like a cool little uh 
I don't know, code names feel to it where you're trying to give a clue. You know? Right. I had heard, I, you know, a couple people I had seen tweeting about it had, had called it possibly a code names killer just because it was, they, they felt like it was maybe a little better than code names. I don't, I don't know how you feel about that. Um, I would agree. Uh, yeah. I have I have moved out of my code names phase. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I I, uh, I love the elegance of it and the um, the design of it, but um, I don't have the patience for it. Um, I, I think right, it's, right. it ends up being a a silent game where you know you're just like silently mm-hmm. waiting for somebody to think of a clue so if i do play it i have to institute like a timer rule like you yes, only have a yes. minute to think of your clue and that you know um but it's uh yeah so i will still play it but with several caveats <laughs> yeah there's you know um yeah, the the biggest thing i feel like code names has going for it is first of all the first time people play it they generally are just in awe right because it's, yeah it's, it's incredible really well designed um yeah. but there is a lot of that, but I think the best thing about it is there are those moments that you will like remember forever. Yes. Um, where like, you know, like I, the one that always pops into my head was I was playing uh, with a group and we needed the one team needed one. You, everyone's been in the position, right? The one team yeah. needed one. We needed two. <laughs> and these like the clues were so like the things were so separate. And um, and the guy gives us this like super wacky clue, and like instantly, I just know, right? It's like boom, <laughs> got it. Um, and you know, like you remember those moments, and those 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 are the moments where you feel clever and they feel clever. Um, yeah. And the other team like doesn't almost doesn't mind, right? Because like it's yeah. so right. Um, mm-hmm. But but back to Hughes and Cues. So first of all, so does that play two players, or do you need more than two? Oh, no, I mean it, not technically. We just right. play it like just you know as a as just like a couples kind of thing. Um, but but you enjoy it that way? Oh yeah, it's okay. super fun just to see how, um, especially for us, like to see how our different perspectives are on like what colors we right, think right. things are. You know, so like um, so the way it works, if you're, if you're not familiar with it is there's this big, um, like, uh, a sea of color. Uh, I don't, it's like 200 and something blocks, I think individual yeah, blocks yep. on this grid. Um, and it's like a uh, paint swatches, just like mm-hmm. goes from yep. red to green, to yellow, to blue, to purple, like all over the board. Um, and there's a grid system and one of you knows like a specific grid, spot that you're trying to get somebody to guess it's like oh 19 or something um and uh like let's say that's like purple or something um it's going to be a very specific shade of purple so when you're giving the clues the first clue you can give is only one word so you might say something like grape or whatever but like it's not perfect information because there are green grapes and there are purple grapes and there are red grapes (laughs) um so everybody else at the table they get they have like a little player marker and they put it on a grid spot that they think you're trying to get them to go to um, and then the clue giver has another opportunity. They can give a two word clue. So, um, you know, I might say something like, uh, uh, I don't know, l- l- lavender wallpaper. Something, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Um, that to kind of course correct everybody. Um, because as the clue giver, you get a point for every person who is close to that that grid spot that you're trying to, to, mm-hmm. to guess, uh, to get them to guess. Um, so it's just a cool little thing to see how people like see different objects and, and different colors. Um, Cause you're trying to go for, 
Like, what is the essence of that color? You know, and we, you end up like arguing over how green is a lime, you know, like <laughs> we're like, oh, yeah, right, we, right. Every, everybody goes to the green spot when I say lime. But like, do you mean a lime <laughs> in a cartoon? Because right. like a cartoon lime is very green. But if you go to the grocery store, it's a different kind of green. <laughs> right. Can they and can people share spaces? Um, I'm, I'm not sure we did when we did the, the live play on tantrum house, but we were also playing with like 30 people or something. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, so I don't think you're allowed to share space. I believe there's almost like a drafting, like a snake draft where you that makes go sense. around the table yeah. and yeah. then you get, you go back around in reverse. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think you can, you can share spaces. I'll have to check that out. You know, my wife and I, we love two player games, even when they're not necessarily designed to be a two player game. Yeah. Um, so this sounds like this would be fun for us. It would probably just involve her getting mad at me because <laughs> she is really good with colors and I am not colorblind, but I am very bad with like very bad with seeing colors the way she sees colors. Yeah. Um, which don't get me wrong, I'm sure she is correct about it just because like I'm <laughs> I'm like the typical person that's like it's green, like it's green or it's lime green. That's what yeah. I got. Like that's those yeah. are my two green choices. Um, <laughs> so but kudos to the op for being able to make a game that is literally just colors yeah. and 200 of them and that a colorblind gamer can play. Like that's yeah, it's really, fantastic. really interesting. I don't a hundred percent understand how it works. <laughs> right. You're like, why can't everything be like that? Like, why the- <laughs> yeah. Cause I don't, I, I don't know why it's different from something like, um, Pantone or, mm-hmm. or something like that. But, um, yeah, just something that something about it clicks. So, it's been a fun time. So that's, that's fantastic that it can be inclusive like that. Um, you know, I know that gosh, even a few years ago, I think that designing with colorblind in mind wasn't, wasn't as big of a deal. Oh, um, trust me. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> yeah. No, I was I saying for the listeners, I'm sure, you know, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, there's still some, some things that get, get through, um, all the way to, to retail and you're like no you didn't show this to anybody <laughs> with right with right. you know color blindness um I, you know I, it was funny as a designer i think i've said this on the show before but i the colorblind thing didn't register for me just because like i didn't really like it's not something that a lot of people talked about right like sure hey i i you know like i am colorblind so it's hard for me to see the colors in this game like what piece is this what piece is that um sure. so that ne- in in like original games like from back in the day like no one cared they just like made the same colors and like they were really hard to see like oh red and green let's just throw that together right <laughs> every time but yeah. i met eric handler i don't know if you know eric handler um uh, that name sounds familiar so yeah. he, he's not a game designer but he is a, a very avid game player he would go to most of the unpubs um mm-hmm. and a lot of different things you, again he's probably somebody you've i'm sure you've been in the same room with him before uh, but he is colorblind and he always wore a badge that said colorblind gamer, right? Oh. So like it drew your attention to it and playing games with him was a good turning point for me where it was like, oh gosh, like this is this is a fixable problem, right? It's not like, yeah. oh, colorblind people can't, you know, like there's no way to make it better. Like there is a way to make it better and it's not hard. So yeah. now <laughs> I, I keep like the swatches, um, like the reference swatches whenever I'm picking colors for a game and I just pick the ones that it says should work and i'm sure it's not perfect um i recently designed a game that i was helping the um it was a publisher who hadn't actually published something before 
because um, they're a they're a educational company and this was their first game and mm-hmm. for the pawns they had thought oh let's do these colors and I was like no we well, need to do these specific like this specific breakdown of colors to make sure that it's because we also use like the the semi translucent meeples and I'm like this will be terrible for someone who like is colorblind if we don't pick the right colors like they look real fancy but you have to make sure that you're picking the right colors so um yeah so it, it, I'm just anyways sorry long story short I'm very excited to see that a company like the op was able to make that happen and hopefully that will um you know maybe help make that register with more people yeah I'm trying to uh, evangelize as much as I as much as right. I can <laughs> no and I think it's great when when colorblind gamers can can talk about that just because it helps people realize that, hey, you know, like this is not hard to fix. This is an easy, yeah. is, of all the things in the world that are hard to fix, this is not hard <laughs> to fix. This is easy. Yeah. It's not balance. Right. It's not, right. you know, game game length or right. anything. It's right. literally right. just click right. a different color, please. Right, right. <laughs> yes. And with the advent of so many pieces, right, like from so many different sources, you can literally get any color piece you need. I mean, yeah, I want to say there yeah. were like 15 color choices when I was looking at the pawns that we ended up buying for this game. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, one of the things that uh, we, I was telling you we were going to uh, hit some topical issues. One of the things that just happened before, as we were recording this, I think yesterday, um, mm-hmm. was the whole fallout with Gamma and Origins Online. Um, sure. And so for uh, a quick summation, and then you feel free, Eric, to add anything I'm missing uh, from what, what I witnessed online was, I mean, what happened at first for me was I saw several people post a statement that was very, very similar. Um, and I'll paraphrase. It just said that I've chose to drop out of Origins Online um, because of, and I don't even remember what it said, but I, in the end, it came back to, uh, I support Black Lives Matter. And so I was like, well, clearly, like, they're not supporting that. Um, Mm. And so I know that they did not make any public statement about it, uh, despite the fact that pretty much, well, every other company that you would hope and expect did, right? I know there are a few holdouts um, that aren't surprising. um, But, but yeah, so that's that's what I heard. And then a lot of people started dropping out. And uh, rightly so, because they said we're going to stand in solidarity, and that's fantastic. I didn't have any events at Origins Online, but if I did, I would have been out for sure. Um, sure. But then, uh, did you have any events at Origins Online? You were going. Yes, to I had uh, three events that I was going All to be right. a part of. Yeah. And so, I'm assuming you dropped out of those. Well, it's a it's a very interesting situation. Um, I too saw these these. Uh, the first few of the tweets and Facebook posts saying, you know, I've decided to step down Um, due to the way that they were written. It was somewhat vague, like what exactly is, Mm -hmm. is going on. Um, And even at the time, like the inclusion of black lives matter, it was almost like, well, a lot of people are putting that just in their tweets in general, you know, just to keep the movement going. Um, And so I was in a a group chat with some people and we were like, what's, what's going on? Like what, you know, none of us kind of knew. Um, And that was around probably four or five yesterday afternoon. Um, And Mm -hmm. I unplugged for the day, you know, left social media, cooked dinner, sat down, watched a movie. (laughs) Good for you, Eric. Good for you. Like, (laughs) 
Most of us can't do that. Good for you. I I woke up this morning at like seven in the morning and the the world was on fire and everything was, was, it was like Rip Van Winkle, like, you know, that this completely different world, like now there's no Origins Online and all these events are canceled. That's like every other week in 2020, right? (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It's true. We were foolish to believe that we could have um, a whole, a convention. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's it basically. I had to. Uh, many of us, I think, like piece together, like play detective. You know what exactly happened, and right. read the the secondary statements once things had had come out, um, and then read the statements about the statements, and read the you know. Um, it's a it's a whole rabbit hole. Today has uh, today has been full of commentary for sure <laughs> well yeah and and they tried to from at least what it's looked like to me they so they canceled origins online gamma canceled origins online and tried to act like they were canceling it somehow it's in just solidarity it's just not the right time Black Lives, like what <laughs> like there's like there is nothing like how i'm just trying to wrap my head around it help me if i'm wrong here but like you've got all of this crisis happening in the world and especially in America right now, like how is getting people together right online, um, especially a diverse group of people as, as gamers and game designers are right. Like how is Mm -hmm. that the wrong time? Right? Like like, (laughs) it was just the worst possible like BS statement that you could make. It, It was very odd. And instantly everyone saw through it because even the people who like, like for the people who support Black Lives Matter, it was a joke, right? I mean, like it, to all of sure. us, it just looks stupid. Um, not to mention <laughs> that for any of us that are in the know, like when you have people quitting to say it because they're supporting that, like, and then yeah. the company says that, it just you know it's out of order, right? Um, yeah. But then the people who aren't supporting it are just going to be pissed that you canceled it for that reason, like if they don't understand what actually happened. Sure. So, which like, has been a lot of a lot of the the the. The threads that I have found myself in uh, today have been those that second group of people who are, you know, this is why we can't have nice things because, oh. you know, social justice warriors are ruining everything. And, oh. you know, they yeah. they took down origins and, you know, um, you know, it just it's it has been a it has been a day, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. But, yeah, I it, it, like what you're saying, it's um. <sighs> I again, I'm not tied in exactly to what happened behind the scenes, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know. And um, but it's it's interesting, like w- w- trying to figure out what would their reasons be for not saying Black Lives Matter or for making a statement mm-hmm. earlier, you right? Know, like, right. Well, well like I- you can go look at companies like Gushers, the candy Gushers. Yeah, yeah made a statement like no one can't like, right, like, like but but like at the same time you're like good for gushers you know right right, right. <laughs> you know like nascar the big joke yesterday was that like nascar um made it uh they like made it so you can't bring confederate flags into the uh the races anymore right um and it's like whoa that's 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 like massive it that's seems a big like. deal yeah yeah did you um, um did you see their their twitter feed today um they uh i i didn't look at their actual twitter feed somebody had copied a, a tweet in a response 
and they had joked that somebody from Wendy's must have taken over their Twitter feed because uh, you know Wendy's is real good with the with the with the um, the responses to people yeah. making fun of them. And uh, this guy, one of the racers, quit, but he's like in the truck division. And he was like, I'm going to quit because I can't, you know, after this season, because I can't find my special flag. Uh, and they replied, NASCAR replied back to him and said, we had to Google who you were. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure your dozens of fans will be really sad about you quitting for your participation trophies. Brutal um, and I was like, wow. Like, I mean, they're not even just like. Like that's commitment, right? They're not even just like saying we're going to ban this because they have to. Like they're actually yeah. backing it up. So, yeah, well, good it's for them. A, it's a, it's an interesting intersection um, of how we view companies, also, and like what it means to be a company or be a public figure. Because, right, you know, we have, you know, there's like a, a corporation is a person you know and and <laughs> in like right, a legal right. sense and you're they like are. what yeah um but at the same time and and you have like a personal connection to this company like we all talk about gamma like it's a person like oh gamma did this or get you know right 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 <laughs> um and so but i don't know it's it's when you hit a certain level um of of notoriety or of um, publicity or or uh, public awareness, it's it, your silence becomes louder than other people who are actively saying things. You know, like I'm just yep. a guy. If I say Black Lives Matter, it's just like you know, lost in the sea of Twitter. But you know, if if a corporation or a company does, even if it's you know lip service or just like a cynical PR move, it still does way more you know, to, to help. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's puzzling. <laughs> um, right. And I've been, um, I, you know, you mentioned like, you know, companies like Gushers coming out, right. And saying like, we support Black Lives Matter. <laughs> um, the, my favorite one I've seen so far, I don't know if you saw this one and this was, I mean, this was, it, this wasn't one that I was like cheering them on cause it was sad, but, um, babynames.com released a statement on their homepage and the baby, they like have this huge section where it's just black with white lettering, and it says, um, "All of these were baby. Were, were all of these people were someone's baby?" And um, oh wow! And it was Emmett Till, Eric, um, you know. And I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna stop because uh, it's <sighs> yeah, but, yeah. Um, it just you know. Um, and it was it, the the hardest part was that was a really long list, like a really long list of names, um, ones that I had never heard before. Um, you know, when I, I you know I pay attention to this stuff, and there were a lot of names in there that I'd never heard before. And um, but the fact that they did that, you know, I mean, again, it's like these companies that you're coming out of the woodwork to to just to support this. That's fantastic. Sure. I mean it. I just, I really, really hope that we have the groundswell to hit that critical mass, right? To, mm-hmm. to really, really push things forward. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, I, I, I do believe um, that, that actions speak louder than words. Um, and I know that, um, you know, c- companies are, are trying to take a lot of actions, trying to, to, to look for, you know, people to add diversity to their boards or, or to hire, you know, outside perspectives, um, which is great. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, words are a form of action as well, you know, and, right, and right. like just 
it just seems like you have to have a very good reason not to say it at this point, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, um, you know, when, when there's so many things that you just say, you know, you're like, happy 4th of July, we support our troops, you know, right, just right, stuff right. like you just tweet, just, to, you know, you just do, right, right. um, like for, for the, the, the country to be, um, you know, embroiled in this, in this, uh, these, I don't, I don't know what, uh, just riots and, and protests. And I mean, it's, it's an all consuming issue. Um, it, it's to think that you can like duck it entirely and, and, right, right. you know, people not notice when you have however hundreds of thousands of followers or whatever is, is, right. um, Seems a bit naive. Um, well, and just the the act now, like you know, somebody had posted uh, when when people were pulling out of Origins before they canceled. Somebody had posted, "I feel like so many people have pulled out. We should start looking at the ones that aren't right. Like, what are the companies that aren't pulling out? Uh, and yeah, why? Yeah, and I think that's that's what it's becoming with you know with this um, uh, with making statements on Black Lives Matter." Again, again, small companies. I don't think people are necessarily expecting to hear, but those big companies, that, yeah. you know, they it's it's a big deal, you know, and especially like we said, when you get companies like NASCAR stepping forward and yeah. you know, and, and giving like a real statement and taking action, right? Not just paying lip service, but but the other thing is, you know, um, when it comes to like people, right? Like I can say Black Lives Matter, and and I'm not going. That's not going to hurt me in any way, right? Like, there's nothing like... Right. I might have some relatives that are annoyed, but I mean, they can <laughs> screw off. I do not care. Um, uh, I've probably already blocked them, or they've probably already blocked me for plenty of other <laughs> things I've said. Um, but, but like, you know, when you're a company and you say that, you, you're, you're saying, like, we're willing to lose people over this, right? Because, like... Sure. Because when a, you know, when a, a food company comes out and says that, it doesn't necessarily create a groundswell of support for that company, right? Um, but you Depends. know, yeah, yeah. It, it can, right? I mean, Ben and Jerry's probably is going to get some extra sales <laughs> because Ben and Jerry's yes. was like, "We will destroy white supremacy," um, yeah. and that was pretty awesome to see them take such a stance. But like, there's a risk in that, right? So I, to me, when companies come out and say that, say the positive things, right? That is them saying this is more important than the profits we're going to lose. And, and when it comes to companies, that's, you know, that's the proof, right? That they actually hopefully care because they're taking these stances and a lot of people are seeing it. Right. And, um, you know, even if they feel pressured to do it, uh, the more companies that do, you know, these people who want to boycott because of that can't boycott everyone. Right. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah. What would happen? If, has Walmart come out with a statement yet? Because I feel like if they do, uh, like, sure. there's a bunch of yeah. people that aren't going to have anywhere to shop. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a certain it's, demographic, right? That at would a be certain very point. upset. Yeah, it's um, it's it's interesting to see how all of these these systems are um, are working with and and against each other. Um, mm-hmm. 
just it's like you said 2020 perfect storm you know right. like yeah everybody's everybody's at home and you know a lot of people are out of work so that allows us to protest yep. um like in, in mass for the first time in, right. in a long time and you know everybody's on twitter all the time because what else are we going to do so mm-hmm. now things move at the the speed of lightning and I can go to sleep for six hours and and, and everything's different when I wake up. Right, right. Um, And yeah, it's just everything is, uh, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird time, but I think it is a, it is a a time to realize um, that there are systems and there are systemic issues. Yes. Um, Yes. You know, it's not, it's not like, the guy, you know, that, right, that, right. um, you know, the, the one police officer with his, his knee on his neck. Um, right, it's, right. it's the system that yes. is, is, is the problem. Um, and it's the same thing with, with, um, with gamma it's like yes this specific situation is aggravating but also the system of you know a corporate responsibility or, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, trying to do a a cost benefit analysis of whether it's worth it to say black lives matter or whatever was happening in that boardroom um uh is is uh something we got to look at i think but um right and i i mean to me you're giving them the benefit of the doubt when you say like when they if they were trying to determine was it worth it to say it because like in this instance so many other companies had come forward and supported black lives matter as they sure. should have, um, that you almost have to feel like, uh, well, I shouldn't say you, I, I feel like, <laughs> sorry, I, I feel like they don't want to say it. They, they wholeheartedly don't want to say it, but they feel I, pressured to say it. Yeah, it's, it's um, I, I don't, it's like, you know, like you, you went out to, to, to play with all the neighborhood kids and then, you know, like you did something really bad and everybody like left and then you go home and you're like, yeah, they weren't fun. I decided to come home and, <laughs> right, you know, right, I feel right. like I was at the window. I watched it happen. Everybody, everybody right, left right. you. The world is um, the window. Social media yeah. is a big damn window. Right? Everyone left. Like <laughs> she, she broke up with you. Like <laughs> We were in the restaurant when it happened. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. Yeah, so it's it's um it's I don't know, man. It's it's I to a fault. Um, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. I try right, to be empathetic. Right. I try and that's to a good think. Thing. Yes, I try to think. Okay, maybe what else was going on, or you know, I, I I'm not on a, a board, so I don't exactly <laughs> right, know how right. how it works. Um, but like at a certain point you start realizing you're like grasping at straws in order to defend somebody or to give them the benefit of a doubt. And you're like, Oh, right, well right. maybe it was just bad. Well, they did. <laughs> so, right. yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, yeah, that's it, First of all, what you see, giving the benefit of doubt is good. I, I don't think we do enough of that nowadays. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because I, but I think it's because like it's, we've all been burned so many times right but like every time you like have a hero or feel like somebody's awesome it turns out that they're just really really bad you know um people who we grew up or were like you know like for me i was in my early 20s thinking something like harry potter was the greatest thing ever and then now being (laughs) like well oh come Uh on like Uh oh yeah like we had so much hope for this like you know um yeah 
but yeah. uh, it's it's a whole thing, <laughs> right? You know, and so I just think I think we've become so like afraid of that that as soon as anyone says anything that's a little bit bad, it's like oh gosh, not again, yeah. <laughs> like, um, but then you yeah. know there are times where people make mistakes and you know people own up to those mistakes and that's good. Um, well, because- I think the the difference and and what I see in the in the industry um, is I am getting a lot of um, I'm seeing a lot of people trying, which is which is good and 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 that is where I'm giving a lot of um, uh, uh, leeway and the benefit of the doubt. Like sometimes somebody makes a statement. And it's probably not phrased the way that's the most socially responsible or the right, most graceful. Right. Um, you know, if uh, if you're like, I support the blacks or something, like <laughs> you're like, right, whoa, right, right, okay, right. all right, hold on, um, I appreciate it, but let's let's think, let's uh, right, let's right. edit, you know, co- do some copy editing before that goes out. <laughs> right, um, right, right, right. But. Um, but like I, I give them the benefit of the doubt. They're they're making they're trying. They're learning. Um, you know, it's a lot of it is just ignorance. And I don't people see that as like this vicious attack word. You know, um, like to to be called ignorant or to say that an action is ignorant. But most of the time, it's it's what it is. You just don't know that this is incredibly right. harmful to someone or. Um, you know, to 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 use a corollary. Um, you know, I. Um, hadn't uh, met as many gender fluid or transgender um, individuals before I got into the hobby and started mm-hmm. going to conventions. Yep. Um, and, and I really had to learn about, you yes. know, like asking people's pronouns um, and uh, being mindful of that. And, you know, something I think about mm-hmm. in like rule books and, and, yes. you know, running game sessions and stuff, like as many games as I demo at booths and stuff, like, I have to consciously think about my biases and my yes. assumptions of people. And that's like all that we're asking people to do. It's like the bare minimum, just think <laughs> before right, right. you speak. Um, but, you know, I have had interactions with people um, where they could tell that I was trying, you know, that I, you know, I made the effort to ask um, for someone's pronoun, or um, if I if I misgendered someone, I, I apologized immediately and and, and corrected it. Um, and in those situations, like most of the time, people don't you know flip out and and right, right. Um, most people aren't looking for a fight <laughs> or or trying to catch you in some you know right. it's not a trap. Some, like yeah, they actually want to do it, you know. Yeah, so I I just I try to be um, that way and and um, just look at the intent um, and which yeah. again I <laughs> coming back to what was going on in the background I have to believe that you know Gamma was getting a lot of good information from the people who were running all these panels and stuff based like, on the names. They, yeah. <laughs> right. They probably had, you know, five to 20 people saying, Hey, why don't you say this or say it this way? Or, you know, right, you could right. try this statement or, and for whatever reason, it just did not, um, they didn't want to do it. So right, right. here we are. Yeah. I mean, they had some pretty prominent game designers on that list who were, you know, they were black or people of color or, you know, I mean, there was 
uh, yeah, I mean, there were definitely people that could have who I've read their their Facebook stuff and been like, wow, yeah, like these people, they know what sure. they're talking about. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, some some people are just better at that than others, and and they had some really good ones uh, for for helping them craft and say the right things, and yeah, and they mm-hmm. and they still managed to really fail at that. Uh, yeah. So what are we what are we gonna do now? Just uh, right. play games at home, <laughs> right? <laughs> just, right. Right. Just t- tabletop was, simulator. And- I was talking about like my the the saddest thing I have about not being able to go to conventions is you know obviously i want to see all my friends and stuff but I, I, we can do this you know you and i are uh, video chatting as we're recording and i video chat with friends every week i i can even play games with them online but like the biggest thing i miss of the uh, physical going to a convention is the flea market aspect of it is what oh i've heard like walking yes. through that vendor hall like and finding yes. treasures and then being able to, like gen con is amazing for that because there's like you could walk that vendor hall five times yeah, meticulously, and on the fifth time, I promise you, you'll see something like, <laughs> "Where did that come from?" Like, yeah, yeah, and it'll be nowhere. some some random company you've never heard of, you know, um, making just like this very niche game or like right, your right. dream game, you know, yes, like right? yes. it's it's Velociraptors with assault rifles. Like this is awesome. <laughs> 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 And they're like, yeah, um, you know, this is this is our only game that we make, and uh, <laughs> right, and it probably will be the only game they make. Yeah, yeah. But I will buy five. <laughs> yeah, but if it's your dream, then you know, um, yeah. yeah. So, so that, I miss, I miss that. I'm, I'm gonna miss that so much because you can't create that experience online. Like, well, I, yes. we don't know. We don't know. That was the point of the Origins Online was That's to see fair. if we could. Yeah. I mean, you know, there we we right. Yeah. So Gen Con Online, uh, hopefully, you know, that's there's a lot of right. Um, you know, times that maybe me sleeping caused this to happen. So <laughs> I I just have to stay awake from now until Gen Con and everything will be fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that. Good luck. With that. <laughs> um Oh gosh. So, <laughs> yeah. So board uh, games. So board games, yeah. So um <laughs> Well, hey, what do you? Um, we are at the end going to have you pitch a game, but what? What's something that you that you want to? Is there anything you want to chat about about board games? Like, even if it's, um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll shut up if 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 you have an idea. <laughs> um, you know what I've what I've really been into lately is games that I I'm finding that I'm going more and more like weird and niche and yeah yeah um like flea market <laughs> i guess and, yeah not not quite velociraptors or assault rifles <laughs> right 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 uh but yeah like um just providing experiences that are very unique or um or yeah. uh emotionally evocative in some way yes, um yes. and i've i've been i've gotten in this rabbit hole of like um like conversation games and um, games where you really get to know each other. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of this is in like the, the party game space, but it also bleeds, right. you know, into, into RPGs and, 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 and that area um, reflective um, games, you know, where you, you think about your own, own past. I'm, 
mm-hmm. um, involved in this this project um, called Pineapple. It was um, it was done during that uh, Make One Hundred thing that Kickstarter did uh, a few months back, where you you made like a hundred copies of something um, at, for a kind of a small um, print uh-huh. run. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and it's a it's a it's a question game, and essentially um, everybody. Uh, there's a question that is asked to the group and it might be something inane. It might be something deeply personal. um, And everybody tells a story that answers that question. And then afterwards you try to figure out who's lying about their, their story. Oh, Um, and I've, I've played it like a couple times and I, I mean like I bonded with the, the people that I played with because you know we knew we, we talked before this is a safe space and you know if, if something comes up you don't want to discuss then we'll just move to the next question and stuff but um, we got in we got into some some deep stuff and it was very interesting because you you know somebody would tell this really dark story and mm-hmm. and have specific details and then you know everybody is like oh you know um you know eric's making the story up about you know how he he fell down the stairs and broke his leg or whatever and i'm like um you know uh, no that happened um (laughs) and then and then you know someone else is like oh you know we'll we'll who's who's lying and then somebody across the table is like oh yeah my my uncle never overdosed that didn't happen and we're like we're like what you made that whole thing up like that's you're insane but at the same time it happens the other way where somebody says something and, and there's you sit with it until the round ends like you know is that something that that person has experienced and it almost you know in in some ways doesn't matter until the very end because you you uh it's like you know it's a, an empathy engine where you're like man like yeah, everybody's sure. life is different and and stuff that that we go through and and until this round is over I don't know if that actually happened to you um right and, right but I'm going to think about and, it <laughs> yeah I'm I'm going to think about it. and and I might forget whether it actually did or not so <laughs> a couple years from now when I say hey remember when that happened um, that wasn't real. Yeah, so that's been really interesting. I actually got to write some questions for that game, uh, which was that's really fantastic. cool. Um, and then um, there's this other game that I'm like obsessed with uh, that uh, I, I missed the Kickstarter. It, I, it predated my rabbit hole, but it's called um, <laughs> Flatter Me. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Fl- uh, Flatter Me, and you. Um, it's it's like. <sighs> essentially war like the card game war um but instead of a card being higher or lower all the cards in the game are compliments it's something like um it's like you are really brave or um you know you're really creative those are like bad examples but essentially that works so like we we both flip our card over and if it the compliment applies to you but not me, then you get both of the cards. But if it applies to me and not you, then I get both of the cards. So what it forces you to do is compliment each other, and it forces you to take compliments as well. So it's this, like, nice. beautiful experience, like, um, like where it's it gets into these, like, almost emotional taboos because we're not socialized to, like, do that. Um, right, You right. know, especially I imagine, like, my dream is to see like two dudes play this game and be like, like bro, oh, dude, man, you're you are, so creative. You're so like, brave. <laughs> like we are not socialized at all to do that. So, right. Right. 
these experiences are, are the ones that I'm I'm really hungry for and looking for and, and trying to yeah. trying to support. Um, that's you know, fantastic. And, and um, yeah, so that's my that's my like recent. No, thing. that's any. I love I love games like that. They can they can be fun, but they can also teach you something. Um, whether it's something about a person, something about a person's experience. Um, there's sure. a there's a game that I worked on with my friend uh, Neil Roberts. Uh, gosh, uh, oh, two years ago now I think, but we um, we are still seeking a publisher for it. But it's it's called Compulsed, and uh, it's a it's a cards on numbers game about trying to um, all you're trying to do in the game is uh, is make uh, columns of numbers in descending order with no gaps, right? Like just okay. continuous columns. Cards are numbered one through eighteen. You have four stacks and four colors. Um, and it literally, you could finish the game in six turns uh, with the mm-hmm. six things, except um, there are these <laughs> inane rules um, that come up. So in the beginning of the game, everyone is banned from grabbing from one of the color decks, right? And mm-hmm. then as soon as I stack a second card, I get a second rule. And that goes up through five. And the oh, rules okay. get worse and worse that... I can, like, I can, there are also three suits. Like, I can't have more of this suit than that suit. And the suits are just mind, body, and spirit to keep it simple. Um, yeah. And then it gets down to, like, the last rule you get is I cannot take an action unless it is an even-numbered card, for instance, that is a spirit card. I can't oh, wow. finish the game without that, right? Yeah. Um, and the cool thing is if I shave off by, like, moving back things out of columns, then I get mm-hmm. to hide the rules and ignore them again. But they oh, will come back. Oh, okay. But, sure. But the reason the game is called Compulsive was designed is I have OCD, um, and I wanted to design a game that could let someone understand what it's like oh, performing simple dang. tasks while having OCD without having to make it heavy-handed, right? And yeah. you can not tell anyone about the game, like what it is, and you can just play it, and they'll just be like, oh, it's just like an abstract game, right? But it's yeah. not, right? <laughs> you know? Um and so that's that was a really cathartic experience because I've struggled my whole life with trying to explain to people like this is what it's like in my head. Yeah. Um yeah. you know and um in every rule all of the five different rules so everyone always has a different rule uh, cuz there are five versions of each rule uh, for each level so that in, it's a four player game so that means that you can't even predict what rule will come up for you because someone else will you know there'll be always be one missing. Um, sure. But those five levels of rules are based on five different facets of OCD based on like the DSM before. Um, mm. So like, you know what I mean? Like there are five or whatever, the D- whatever it's at right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, that one. Uh, and we used resources to figure, you know, to figure that out because just, you know, I have OCD, but I can't like, I can only explain my experience, right? Which is yeah, different sure. than a lot of people. And unfortunately it's the, the experience that people assume that it is based on what they see in TV and movies is, is not for me what it is at all. It's very different. You're not out there uh, solving crimes and, and uh, (laughs) I mean, that would be cool. But like, like I don't have like a germ aversion or something like that. Like some people do. Um, I mean, I guess I have a germ aversion because we all have a germ aversion, especially now, but like, I'm not oh, like yeah. obsessed about it. Um, yeah. So so, anyways, yes, I'm I'm completely down with those games. I want to look up the ones you're talking about um, because yeah, I I also do like um, I do leadership and development coaching, and so games like that are fantastic. Oh, for that. Yeah. They put you out of yeah. your comfort zone and make you have to say things you're not. You know, 
in a in a positive way, <laughs> not like yes. making people like bad uncomfortable, but making people stretch a little bit in a safe way. Yes, um, that can help grow. You know, um, empathy and things like that are. That's just yeah. Empathy is one of the hardest things to teach, right? Because it, to teach it empathy, really is. I have to teach you to not see, to understand that your lens is not my lens, and that's yeah. really hard. Um, yeah, a lot of people will will live for a hundred years and will die <laughs> and will have never understood that other people see the world differently. Um, you know, and for those of us that work hard to do that, and you seem like probably another person that's that's worked pretty hard at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like there's a whole other world out there if you just would put in the effort to do that, right? Yeah, um, and, and it's, it's so I, rewarding. It's, I try to try to bring bring forward and and a lot of my designs is is that. Um, so you know, I, I say that I'm a, a party game or a social game designer, but I, I try to make it as social as possible, and not necessarily mean that as like. Oh, you know, it's like where you get drunk and play the game. I mean, it like right, right. it's a social experience, like a like it's sociology and and yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and human connection, and you know, like an yeah. empathy engine or a creative experience, or um, it's it, cr- mm-hmm. it creates like a bonding environment. Um, so that's really the kind of things that I'm that I'm looking to create and that I'm looking to play more of. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm right there with you on that. I. I hope we see more games like that. So keep keep designing. <laughs> get get some more of those published. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, that would be fantastic. <laughs> um, well, hey, before we run out of time here, uh, I would love to have you pitch a game you're working on, if that's cool with you. Okay, sure. So, yeah. So what do you got now? It it better be weird based on everything you've said. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I, man, I got some. Don't some hit weird me up ones. with like Uno or something here. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So there's four suits. Okay, and then <laughs> draw two. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So um, all right. So I'll hit you with I'll hit you with um, uh, a short one, and then a, a slightly a slightly more complex one. So sure. the short one, sure. Um, uh, that I'm 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 trying to figure out if it's if it's a game or if it's a like a one-shot rpg experience right um, yeah it's called um kaiju haiku and um, uh, said, said i will buy a copy based on the title <laughs> alone i'm in <laughs> so essentially the way it works is you are all like mech pilots um and you're in like a voltron style ship so, like, you're the arms and I'm the legs and all that kind of stuff. But we all can, like, right. we can take control at any at any time. And this ship has, like, all of the weapons. It's got, like, everything. A chainsaw and a flamethrower and an electric whip and laser eyes. Whatever you want, it's got it. <laughs> as it should. Um, you know. Um, and so, essentially what happens is there's a deck of kaiju cards. And um, you flip one over and it tells you, like, what the kaiju... Um, is trying to do to you. So, um, and it's written in haiku. So, you know, it's <laughs> right. a five, seven, five poem. Um, and, uh, so it gives you this like kaiju attack and then you are able to respond. Um, uh, you have like a whiteboard or a pen and paper and you draw a, a word, um, that you have to work into your haiku. So it might be kick, it might be blade, it might be skewer, it might be whatever. Um, so it kind of gives you a little bit of a, um, 
scaffold uh, for your for your haiku. Uh, but you have to get the whole thing written in like two minutes. Uh, so you all write your haikus and then you share it. Um, and it essentially works the way like if you know when you're watching Power Rangers or Voltron where they're like saying what they're doing, like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna right, do this. Right, right. And so you all read this haiku, you know, that's like <laughs> I skewer it hard it slides down my blade bloody (laughs) i got you sucker or whatever (laughs) Uh, five seven five so you know you all read these haikus um so, but then so the, you can really screw someone over by giving them like words like flamethrower and stuff, right? It's yes, like, yeah, that well, takes up your whole line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, that's a lot. Um, but the the um, the other hook is that uh, after each round, there's a, a card that has the entire alphabet on it, and you roll a die, and it essentially represents the kaiju like learning about your like your battle systems and Uh so you roll a die and you circle a letter and then from then on every time you use that letter it does damage to your ship basically so you're like you know you're good if like x gets chosen or something a right (laughs) yeah you're like oh no and so that you you don't have more time you still have two minutes but you're really trying to think like oh no we got to like make sure that we try not to use as many a's as as, as possible and like if e um, comes up and you've got like skewer like you're screwed right because i mean you have to use it so that's you have to use it yeah so you're like guys i have to we're already gonna do three damage so you know maybe one of you you know write a defense haiku and you know we shouldn't all attack this round because i drew skewer so you do you know so it's 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 i'm trying to craft exactly what kind of experience it is but so that's um that's one that i'm working on Um, that sounds amazing like (laughs) you have to find someone to publish that Um, i'm 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 working on it if you if you need play testers or something please let me know because sure. I would love I will, to try that. I will send you a little a little print and play. That'd be um, great. That sounds of the, of the first amazing, the first kaiju. Uh, but uh, the other one that I'm working on is like my pet project, and it's like you know you have that game that's like never gonna happen. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh yes. I can tell you all about it. Yes. Like a lot of a lot of things would have to fall into place for this. Or I, you know, maybe 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 the right person hears this. But um, right now it's called Spotify. And essentially, it's a it's an RPG based on your playlists in Spotify or Pandora or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so basically, um, you all share playlists with each other, which we do a lot. You know, like oh, send me your custom playlist or whatever, and um, you have it pulled up on your PlayStation, your phone, um, and you draw like a monster card. And you see this monster card has like a weakness and it might be female lead singers. And so you discuss among yourselves like whose playlist, if we press shuffle, who has the highest chance of having a female singer songwriter or female you know, singer. And so I'm like, oh, me. Like I have like Florence and the Machine. I've got like No Doubt. I've got like all these people. Um, and so that we like, you know, go to my playlist and press shuffle. And we have a certain number of shuffles in order to get it um or else we take damage um and then you let the song play and while the song's playing you have like these secondary attack cards that um are things that are happening in the song so it might be like song came out in the 80s or you know uh song mentions love like whatever and so you're like trying to really think about the right right 
you know granular aspects of the music that you're listening to so again it's it's about learning each other's playlists and and the ideal is that you know you have um you know, some some guy at your your table, and you know, you you shuffle a couple times, and it lands on like the you know Dawson's Creek theme song or whatever. And you're like, <laughs> uh, what? He's like, or oh, hold on, let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, right. So yeah. Oh wow. So that's 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 Spotify. That's the one I I put a lot of uh, I'm I'm working on um and uh want to get some people together to uh to try out it's a good time to 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 do that over zoom or something yeah. so we can just sh- share playlists with each other but that sounds amazing that both <laughs> of these games i think sound so so fun and amazing and yes and they're weird and i i love that um I, honestly what i didn't expect when you pitched uh kaiju haiku was that that was going to be the less weird game <laughs> yeah yeah and these are these are ones that uh yeah i think are are safer for radio <laughs> or uh, or you know that, that aren't right. way 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 deep in my in my google doc of ideas right you know? right right uh, oh those those so. both sound highly entertaining so yeah. if you're a publisher who wants to publish uh either one of those games you, yeah, if you, you if get you a hold can of Eric. Me a Spotify, if you can get me a Spotify license, that would be uh, <laughs> that would be right, the right. bee's knees. Wow, yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> it sounds awesome. Um yeah. Well, okay, all right. Well, hey, we are we are low on time here. Uh, uh so sure. I want to give you the chance uh, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. This has been so much fun. Uh, oh, we yes. haven't we it's haven't fun. met before, but I honestly feel like I've known you for a long time after this conversation. <laughs> this was so much fun, um, and yeah, we we talked a little bit about the uh, the gamma thing and stuff a little longer than we thought, but hopefully that was informative to everyone. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the conversation around That's it. Okay, uh, the yeah. Perspective. Who knows? You might you might edit it down to be five minutes, and they'll never know. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! The, the, here's the good news: the people that listen to this show know that I don't do much editing. Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah, no. That's see, we call it a documentary podcast because that means we don't have to edit it. There we go. So I yeah. basically edit to make sure it sounds good, and uh, but yeah, for the most part, we present it as almost like an actual play podcast where it's you know it's once I say hello and welcome to building the game, we don't cut much until we say goodnight. So there we go. Um, but uh, is there anything you want to throw out there to plug or anything uh, while you're here? Sure. Yeah. Um, let me. Uh, so uh, as we, we talked about before, um, I have a, a few games. I have Tattoo Stories. Um, that's with Bicycle. Um, Bicycle Games. Um, uh, it's like $20. Um, you can usually find it on Amazon for between 17 and, and 19 um, uh, I have uh, Nerd Words Science. That's with Genius Games. Cool little uh, a word game if you like things like code names or Taboo or uh, Crosstalk or something like that. It would oh, be yeah. up your oh, alley. Yeah, especially if you're if you're any remotely into science, also um, it uses like science vocabulary words. So, what's um, the what's the age level on that? Um, we say like twelve and up because it's mostly like middle school science terms mm-hmm. and up. Uh, we have some in the in the game. We have there's like expansion packs that get into like like intense <laughs> biology and chemistry and stuff. But most of the, right, right. the terms are, are things like, you know, volcano or, you know, osmosis, things that you would have learned in okay, middle school right. or high school. Yep, so, yep. 
Um, so yeah, I have that. And then later on this year, um, I have uh, that pineapple game that I was talking about. I wrote the questions for that. Um, uh, some of the questions in that. And I, I also have um, a game called Monstrosity coming out with Deep Water Games uh, that I'm super excited about. Um, talking about a, a weird experience. It's, it's essentially you are um, forensic sketch artists, but um, the the pers- the witness didn't see like a crime. They witnessed like an alien or <laughs> like oh, oh, wow. a, a demon came out of a portal or, you know, they saw Bigfoot in the woods or whatever. Um, and so you have to show up to this, this scene and listen to their description and like draw this alien based off their description. So it's a really fun, um, it's a really fun time. Uh, um, that sounds awesome. So, that's coming out later this year. Uh, people have really, really, really responded to that game on like a some weird primal level, like something. It's it's like you know I I I, I thought it was fun, you know, and uh, you know obviously good enough to pitch and and they thought it was good enough to publish, but it's like people are feeling this game and that's awesome. That's <laughs> obsessed awesome. with the experience. So it's it's cool to see it it um it uh, hit people in a in a in a, a, a visceral way. So. Um, so I've got, I've got that. Um, I have, uh, yeah, just some other things up in the air. We'll see what, what happens, but that's, um, me on a, on a personal side. Um, I know as far as we talked about things that are going on, I know some people are looking for, uh, places where they can like donate or show support. Yeah. Um, so, uh, some, some places that, um, I have been, uh, looking, uh, is, uh, you know, the NAACP, Black Lives yep. Matter as an organization, um, but some, some lesser known, uh, kind of systemic, uh, work organizations. Um, there's one called Campaign Zero, um, uh, that's, uh, yes. focused on, um, uh, police reform, yeah. um, and yep. justice system reform. That's the eight can't um, wait, right? Yes, yep. yeah, I believe they're the they're the ones that um, that launched that. Um, there's the National Police Accountability Project, um, and that is a it's a, almost it's like a coalition of lawyers that specialize in um, in just breaches of the justice system or um, you know unlawful arrests and unlawful search and seizure and all those sorts of things. So right, another right. kind of systemic um, resource, and then the Innocence Project um, I think is a is a really uh, important uh, organization as yes. well. Um, you might have seen their name um, from from getting several people exonerated uh, for uh, being wrongfully imprisoned um, as a result yep. of several several flaws in our justice system um but yeah those are those are more um systemic things you know um uh that you can that uh apply to everybody i would say you know um like obviously i support black lives matter and naacp as a as a um as a black designer as a as a as a black person um uh but the national police accountability project the innocence project and the campaign zero like this can happen to anybody, you know, like you can, you can be in the wrong place at the wrong time or say the wrong thing to a police officer. And it might, you know, statistically happen more to people of color, but, um, like there's a reason why, you know, not only black people are out there protesting, um, police brutality, you know, it's, um, it, it's, it's a systemic issue. So those are things that I I would invite um, people to just, just look into and, and see if, um, it's something you might, want to you know 
uh, support or uh, retweet or wh- whatever you can whatever you can do. But um, all good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks again for coming on and, and um, talking about games, talking about other stuff. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, we'll definitely have you back on again sometime, and I look forward to someday meeting you in person. Who knows when that'll, that'll be at this be... point, but someday, hopefully <laughs> yeah. sometime next year, right? Um, that would be great. Uh, but for the listeners out there, uh, as always, if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach out at buildingthegamepodcast.com. You can email us at buildingthegamepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. I am at J.A. Slingerland. The podcast is at PodcastBTG. And Eric's Twitter is? I am at Slauson Designs. It's S-L-A-U-S-O-N. And that is also my Instagram, uh, which has like six posts on it. So Ooh. it's not, not a super Be an early adapter. Get right in the there. Instagram. Yeah. Ground uh, floor right there. <laughs> yeah. So you can, you can sweep in and be maybe my 30th follower if you're right. lucky. <laughs> so fantastic. Uh, and then of course you can always call us at seven, seven Oh, tell BTG. Uh, haven't had any, uh, haven't had a lot lately, probably cause I've been bad at playing them. Uh, but please, uh, feel free to give us a call. Um, and, uh, also of course, find us on iTunes, Stitcher radio, Google play, all the other podcasting things I have not heard of before and Facebook as well. Uh, but until next time, good night. Good night. Hopefully things don't change by the time you wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. Building the game, building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. Dial 770-TEL-BTG. Please don't use the email.